We kick off hour number three of the program leading into the weekend. If you miss any portion of the show, check out the uh, podcast. This uh, hour brought to you by the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union. It's a game day, so they're sponsoring the whole hour. Big Vol fans there at the Knoxville TVA Employees Credit Union, the official credit union of 3 and Out. Uh, up next, we've got Jay on the Big Orange Philly phone lines. What's up, Jay? You're on 3 and Out. Guys, good morning. Morning, bud. So is, uh, is Murdoch guilty? I think officially. Yeah, I, know they, I know they announced it, but what do you think? I'll I be haven't a, kept I'll, up with it. Uh, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of shady stuff in his uh, past. Yeah. The fact that they only deliberated for, what, was like two and a half hours? Yeah. Uh, that tells me that they, you know, I, I don't know if we saw everything, but two and a half hours is nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's crazy. I, I, I'll say this. I, I got a combine thing I was going to talk about, but the video they showed that his son took like five minutes before he was supposedly killed, Alex Murdoch was like playing with his dogs. That doesn't sound like a man that's about to blow his son's head off. That's the only thing that was kind of just like, it just didn't add up to me. You know, uh, he's about to kill his whole family, basically. Um, but the combine thing that y'all were talking about, the NFL does this every year where they talk themselves in to drafting quarterbacks in the first round that have no business being drafted in the first round. And they get hung up on all their attributes. Well, he's really fast. He's big. He's got a big arm. I mean, Levis and Richardson were terrible. We all know this. They were terrible this year. And they're both going to be drafted first round. They're talking about drafting Richardson number one overall. Yeah, he went from, what, 80, 80 to 1 odds to 8 to 1? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I, I would say so, this. Like, if... You talk about like floors and ceilings. I I think Richardson has a higher ceiling. And when he played well, he played really well. The difference is when he played bad, he played real real bad. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Peyton Manning once said, "There's a lot of things you can correct, but if you have quarterbacks that can that are setting their feet and missing wide open receivers, mm-hmm. you've got a real problem." Yep. And both those guys do that, and it made me wonder, guys. Joe Milton, stronger, bigger, faster, bigger arm than all these kids. He has a good year next year. If they can talk themselves into Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, <laughs> in what world is Joe Milton not a first-round draft pick? No, I think that's fair. I mean, you I mean know. if he has a big season, I mean, he will be. He'll be talking in that yeah. in that vein. I, I don't think he's faster than Richardson, but he's – Maybe not faster than Richardson. Joe. No way in hell. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that, no, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, like, yeah, I got you. But when it comes to arm, uh, I'll be honest. Like, I think I thought Richardson had a big arm. I think Joe has. Joe may have the strongest arm with for like, power for like a deep throw, right? Uh, yeah, like we've like, like, Jamar- like Jamarcus Russell, Russell had a big yeah. arm, but it, it, he had a wind up. Milton just like. So effortless. He just like pops his fingers and the thing flies seventy yards. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Joe's more a lot more mobile than Jamarcus Russell was. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't 100%. think Joe gets the credit for how how athletic he is sometimes because he is so big and he has such a big arm. But yeah. I, I, that's just what I was thinking about. I just thought, you know, if Joe comes out here and just has a good year with his physical attributes. You're going to talk yourselves into Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. The next year, you should be talking yourselves into Joe Milton. 
So how much is Joe going to be looking over his Thanks shoulder? Though, I think with Nico, I I don't think he'll care. They seem to be pretty tight, but I. I mean, he was. I mean, if he, pl- if he, if he plays uh, bad, yeah, but I I don't think he's going to be like worried. I think they'll sprinkle Nico in there though. Like if we get, and we will, we'll get some big leads, and he'll get to play. Dennis Dodd put out a hit piece last night on uh, kind of Nico Tennessee or NIL. What talking about how the chatters were that Nico was already the most overpaid player in college football. Wait, well, based on that exactly, huh? Chatter around Knoxville is that Tennessee fans think he's overpaid. Paraphrasing, of course, but it was you know how that dumbass is. First, first of all, we don't know what he is getting. We've seen like speculation reports. Uh, the, the way he hinted at it in the article was pretty much if Nico doesn't win the starting job, then he's overpaid. That's kind of what he hinted at because he did go and say like, well, it's not even a guarantee that Nico's going to start because he's got a battle against Joe Milton who can throw it to next Thursday. I mean, I don't think anybody's expecting him to come in and start it all this year. It's, uh, I won't say nobody. Oh, I won't say nobody's expecting that. I, I'm certainly not. And that's fine. That's it's better if that doesn't happen. He could be he he could end up being great, and if he starts, that's great too. Because um, we, I mean, I don't think we know what we have, but like but, we, we've seen Milton flash, and we know we know how high the upside is. I mean, if he starts, that means he's at he is as good as advertised, if not better. And he was advertised as an elite playmaker, one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Mm-hmm. You're in good hands either way. Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I'm a big Joe Milton believer for next year. Why does Dennis Dodd care what Nico's making? Yeah, I don't know. He's he hates Tennessee. Yeah, he's you know how he is. Well, you know what I think about Dennis Dodd. You never. Mm-hmm. I think Houston, you wanted to talk about that rule, the rule change at one point, the whole first down. Didn't you? We what, talked about it. Did we? Yeah. How the stopping the clock or not? Yeah. Just, after a first down and all that. Yeah. I was well, I just saw Dennis Dodd wrote an article on that too. Dennis Dodd was he saying we should quit doing that? No, he was just saying how that's one of the first. That's the first college football rule change would be oh. that they're considering for next year. So they are thinking about it. Oh no, yeah, yeah it's no, going to be up for a vote. It's up oh, for a vote right yeah. Now. Oh, so it'll happen then. They uh, need to get rid of wow. it. It's dumb. What? Stop the clock on the first down. First down. It's dumb, and it and it I causes they, tons they, of problems late in the game because some refs. Start the clock back sooner than others. Mm. That's the problem. It's it's impossible to. Well, get I think uniform. they'd still stop it under two minutes. There's three rule changes. Uh, yeah, there's... even dumber. Just yeah. go to the NFL model. It's fine. Like, I can't stand that in college a team scores like what should be kind of the game winning touchdown with 30 seconds left, and the next team gets you know 18 plays off in 30 seconds because of. All the ways you can stop the clock in college football. It's annoying. Uh, Dennis Dodd also tweeted out last night, or yesterday afternoon, expecting an announcement tomorrow on the football rules change. It will come down to the 11-person rules committee, which features representatives from D3, D2, one power, five coach, and then it says Kirby Smart as well. All right. They're also considering removing the rule that allows the team to call consecutive timeouts. Yeah, I did see that. And so no more icing a kicker more than once. The yeah, that third and sense. final rule change would carry over any penalties to the next quarter instead of finishing that quarter with an untimed down. 
I'm fine with that too. It's dumb you have an untimed down in the first first quarter. Those first like, two rules already. What about half? What about before halftime though? I, I think that's a good good rule to have him play before half. Yeah, before half it should. Man, maybe that's what they mean. Maybe they just mean on that first and third, like it carries over to mm-hmm. the next thing. But it's, it's really dumb when the quarter ends. Everybody starts walking to the other end, and come then they come out, out here, yeah, and they have to bring them all back over. You know, whatever. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I wish they just go to the NFL clock stoppage rules because it just it just makes the two minute drill more of a thing. Like, remember Nick Saban's like we don't even think about calling timeouts, so there's a minute left. It's because you can stop the clock on any mm-hmm. any incompletion, any first down. Like the clock just stops. The goal is to cut the average game time by seven to eight minutes. The average game was three hours and twenty one minutes last year. All of this for seven. That's or not going to cut. I don't think. Well, I don't. No, it's it's everything involved. That was over the last three college football regular season. What they say is average it's going to cut nine nine plays per team. Just the average, first down stoppages. Like, just all the stuff they're trying to put in there. No. It's like eighteen plays per game. Fewer total because that's what we want is less plays, right? No. Less football. No one's ever got to get those damn commercials. You know, they're long. gonna do this and then they're gonna be like, Oh, well, now that we've saved this time, we can fit in a couple extra commercials, right? And then the game, the game was gonna be two minutes shorter and we're gonna be watching six minutes more commercials, yeah. And then it's gonna be like, Oh, well, and then they're gonna get if mad we, if, we, if we could fit in a couple more commercials, that'd be even better. Let's shorten the game, even like it's just they're just taking we're gonna be watching like five minutes of football. And ten minutes of commercials every it's just so stupid. While the biggest sport worldwide has no breaks for forty five minutes. Isn't that crazy? And they still make you think plenty about, of money. Yeah. <laughs> over there. <laughs> you think about on field and yeah. inbox there advertising. Are other ways to do hmm, this. Yeah. But but no no no. So stupid. We'll come back in more hour three next. Hour three, three and out. Got Auburn tomorrow. Go through some of their players again here in a second. Uh, Kim Palm prediction, 66-63 Vols. 60% chance Tennessee wins the game. And then we also have... Here are all the scenarios for seeding and their probabilities per Kim Palm. You ready for this? Tennessee no. to get the three seed. Which the first scenario is uh, Tennessee, Missouri, Vanderbilt wins, Kentucky loses. Uh, for all of that stuff to happen, it's fifteen point eight percent. For UT, Missouri to win, Kentucky and Vanderbilt lose is another fifteen point eight percent. Obviously, either one of those or Tennessee is the three seed, so we can combine those probabilities. Um, so that's about what thirty one point six percent. My math's right there. I don't think that's about. I think it's thirty one point six percent. Well, I do have a math degree. All right, thirty one point six percent there. Then if you drop down and also grab the double four percent under a UT win with some other crap happening, that's you can add eight more to that. So we're at thirty nine point six percent. Uh, so call it forty percent chance Tennessee is the three seed at the end of the weekend, at the end of Saturday. Is the three? Is the three? Okay. Yeah. Obviously, we have to win, right? Yeah. We can't lose and get the three. 
No. Yeah. You can't slide to three with a loss. Yeah, so about forty percent chance that we so sixty percent chance we win. Forty percent chance we get the three. So there's a twenty percent chance that we win, and then I guess that's what a Kentucky win. Yeah. Okay. Um all right, so yeah, percent we get the four. Uh, let's see, sixteen point four percent on those. Then you got to add up all these little ones. So we'll just so about yeah, about twenty percent chance for the four. And then uh, there is a uh, eleven no ten point eight percent. Sorry, thirteen point four percent. There were the five. Had to grab another one down from below. And then the oh, six seed only happens. If Missouri and Vanderbilt win, Kentucky and Tennessee lose. We talked about that earlier, but there is a 10.6% chance that happens. So, 40% chance for the three. Um, and then the four and the five are pretty common. They're kind of split. And then the 60, there's a 10% chance there. So, that's it. That's that's the breakdown. Um, Got to win, man. Yeah. And now I feel like an idiot because I realize all of those things are totaled in the next graphic in the tweet. Thirty-nine point six percent for a three, twenty-five point eight percent for a four, twenty-four point one percent for a five, and ten point six percent for the six. Well, all right. So there you go. There you have it. Thank you. Is today Friday? Today's Friday. Yes, that's wild. Uh, Auburn doesn't feel like a Friday. It's because you're here. <laughs> Auburn's go-to guy <laughs> is, uh, you know, per the metrics, is Wendell Green, 5'11", 175-pound junior. Obviously, we're really familiar with him. We've already played this team. Johnny Broom, or John A. How do say it? Janai. 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 Yeah. Janai Broom. I like Johnny. I'm just going to keep calling him Yeah, that. I like Johnny Broom. Is it? Yeah. Like Johnny Bravo, Johnny Janai Broom, six ten, two hundred thirty five pounder. If you know, we can get him in foul trouble. It'll really help. Katie Johnson's now risen up to their third biggest contributor. I mean, they just need him this year because they don't have other guys that can get shots. No, and he is really good for about two or three possessions, and then like the worst, like he then hurts you for he, the next. He's two or super three streaky possessions. and super emotional. Yeah. Yep. And they've got Jalen Williams, uh, and Alan Flanagan as some role players, long, lengthy wing guys, six eight, two thirty and six six two twenty. Um Dylan Cardwell's a guy that went down with the ankle, right? So he's probably not playing. He's the backup post player. That's Another what, reason that's what Bruce said. John I. Broom is important to stay on the floor. Them. But that's Auburn. They do not press. Um Smash. They run a lot of, you know, some traditional flex action like Bruce Pearl used to run here with his cutter series. Um, a lot of ball screen stuff, too. But they just have not been very good offensively. They're, they are, they're 73rd in the country in offense, which is better than average, but still. They're very, uh, they're pretty slow. They're 156th on tempo, so they're very average across all of college basketball for tempo. Uh, they turn it over a good bit. They don't force a ton of turnovers, but they are very good at effective field goal percentage defense. They're mm. third in the country in three-point percentage defense and 37th in the country at two-point defense, and they're eighth in the country in block percentages. So with Broom around the ra- uh, basket and then Flanagan and those guys are really athletic, so they block a lot of shots too. So um, it'll be a battle of – they're kind of like, ten- like a poor man's Tennessee in a way, hmm. numerically. 
Mm. Does, that make, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll it'll kind of be a, a clash of those styles, and that's probably why it was so close the last time. A 46-43 victory by the Vols in Thompson Bowling Arena. Probably the grossest, definitely the grossest win, maybe the grossest game all season for Tennessee. Be a good football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basketball, not so much. Yeah. Game-winning kick for the Vols. We have a history. Yeah. Gosh, that's crazy. What? Wait, what was what? What? Was it 46-43? Yes. I mean, that just hurts my head. I mean, I already have a headache, but still. I mean, 43, Jeez. yeah. That's, that's, that's rough. I mean, that is peak Conzo Martin mm-hmm. basketball stuff. That's just... Whew. You got a score in your mind? You ready to pick them one? No, I hadn't. Okay. I'll have it before the last segment, though. All right. Vols win. Think so? Uh, yeah. Philly was not so sure. He was struggling. If they win, I'll actually be pretty positive moving forward. Maybe. Iron Metcalf, ESPN, has Auburn 69, Tennessee 67. Eh. <laughs> Whatever. Think high 60s, low 70s. That's that's the right ballpark, though. First to 70. First to 60 wins, maybe. <laughs> no score up yet on our chart. Sad. I know. I mean, dang. That's... Do they have anything or anybody coming in next year that's any good? Who? Auburn. Mm, I don't think so. Yeah. Bruce might be in trouble. Is he the same coach this year? Or does he seem a little... uh... He seems more on edge all the time. Oh, no, there is a predicted score. Um, good job, Chris. Thank what's up. what's our record right now? Twenty-two and eight. Okay. So we got one guy signed for next year, Aiden Holloway, point guard. Oh, that's right. He did, Four star. I think he picked them over us. He's from Napa, California. Small kid, six feet. So is Brock Bowers. We're on commit watch here in about two weeks. For Juke Harris. I'm sorry. Juke Harris. For next year's class? Uh, he's class of 24. Oh. Uh, he's a, a four-star combo guard. Pretty cool name. Juke. Sounds like he's going to Wake Forest, though. Wake Forest. All right. All right. We'll come back with more Hour 3. Stick with us right here on 3 Now. Hour three continues. We're gonna get to play baseball today. Look, such and go, huh? All right. 
So maybe. That's what you're saying. Maybe. Pretend you're introducing uh, the, the game. Like, the TV broadcast just started, and you're on the call. Welcome to Nip Quincy Nelson Stadium here on the beautiful banks of the Tennessee River. Need a little wind here. <laughs> Great day to have a sailboat. Mm-hmm. You'd be going pretty fast. You'd be too fast. <laughs> yeah, Brett, you'd be zipping <laughs> at 50 miles an hour. Go right past. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. Breaking news. Wait, is it really breaking, or is it like, oh, as of last night? Oh, uh, three minutes ago. Oh. It's, been, it's a scandal. Oh, we love scandals. Big fan of scandals. The XFL. Okay. The guardians of the XFL have cut quarterback Quentin Dormady after he allegedly gave an opposing team plays from the no! Guardians' playbook. <laughs> what? The team what? heard about it, investigated, and have since released Quentin Normandy. Oh, my God. They are, have also removed all of his stats from the XFL website. What you doing, Q? I thought... Imagine caring so much about winning XFL football games that you wanted to... Pay Quentin Normandy for information. Or is he just doing it because he's mad at his own team? Wasn't his dad his high school coach? I don't know. Like Ann Pastor or something? Quentin! What are you doing? What are you doing? Come on, man. So, yeah, so he's done. I mean, forever in football. Well... Going pro in something other than sports now. Mm. Wow. How do you get busted for that? The team heard about it. How'd they hear about it? This is kind of it's kind of weird, right? So like I asked Quentin Dormady, I'm like, hey man, we'll give you a little money if you uh give us some plays. He gives me the plays, I pay him. And then I go to the team and I'm like, Hey, uh Quentin Dormady gave me some plays. I paid him for him. But you got a rat. Like, I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. It was a setup. This was a sting operation. What if what if all team, what if every team in the league had a deal? Hey, we're going to ask a group of players off every other team. We're going to, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like getting a rat. It's like you and I are opponents, but it's best for both of us if we know we have a rat. A so rat. you ask my, you send an email to every guy on my roster, and I send an email to every guy on your roster asking for the info. And anybody that sends the info, cut. Yeah. We just purge the league of these traitors. <laughs> Can't. Had to be Quentin. <laughs> Quentin. A Butch Jones special. Yeah, Mr. Backfoot. Jeez, ladies, of course. Throwing off balance. In those god awful sleeves. <laughs> Those are classic quarterback sleeves. It's not 1989 anymore. Okay, it wasn't 89. I mean, Manning wore those. T. Like 2000. Claus and Warman, 01. And 02. I think they switched in 03. I guess it was 03. 03 is when the, the sleeves went away. Shame on you, Hickman. For not liking quarterbacks that wear sleeves. 
just not liking the sleeves. It's tradition. I mean, come on. Watching Dan Marino throwing those. <laughs> Shame on you. Embarrassing. Everyone okay? We're doing all right? I was looking at Byron Young at a uh, combine score. Well. Um, so his estimated athleticism score was 83, which uh, ranks him third among edge rushers. 4.43 in the 40, which I already talked about. 1.62 was his 10-yard split. 38 inches Third vertical. this year. Yeah, yeah, this okay. Year, this yep. year. Uh eleven flat in the broad jump, which is good. And seven point one nine in the three cone. He didn't do the twenty yard shuttle and he didn't bench. Why didn't he bench? That's what I mean. He's not that strong. That's his weakness. It's okay. You don't think he's strong? He's a big guy. Then he would have benched. I mean if he <laughs> if he was gonna be hey, one of the top hey. guys, he would have benched. But he's a speed guy. Uh, Lance Sterling rates him as a 6.15. Good backup with the potential to develop into a starter. Tom Brady wore sleeves, you mm. idiot. Did you hear me? They're worried about how old he is, too. Eh, well, I mean, Brady's kind of old, so. He wore sleeves to the bitter end. Do you still hate sleeves? Tom Brady can get away with a lot of things that oh, other people can't. So. Okay, got okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if if Quentin Dormady was wearing sleeves to look like Tom Brady, not okay. But to be Tom Brady with sleeves is okay. It's, you, no, I got it. No. You got to admit it. Like in the modern day era of college football, why wear them, man? Mm. Hunsucker also made that point. You really stepped in that one, Hickman. What? Oh, about Brady? The, no, the sleeves hate, and your boy never played a game without him. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Painful. You said it was a video of him? Oh, yeah, here it is. Okay, found it. Sorry. He's moving. Mm. Yeah. Man, I, I hope under Hyper we just become the team of speed. Offense, defense, like, let's just – is there anything more fun than watching one of your guys either, like, intercept a pass or catch a short little screen and then just shoom away from people? I, or flying up to make tackles even. Like, a guy yeah. catches out in the flat, Alabama guy, like the back catches a wing pass, it's like, oh, looks like he's got a little room to operate here. Bam! He, oh, that's a three-yard gain. Well, I mean, you look at our running backs that he's recruited – Speedbacks. D. Uh, Williams. Jeremy Pruitt is 270-pound running backs. Golly, hated that guy. Hey, the Bull ran a 4-5-3, so just calm down. He asked to play linebacker during the, what, Georgia Allegedly, game? Allegedly, yeah. According to him. I went to Pruitt during the Georgia game. Yeah, yeah. Not sure I buy it, but it's fine. There goes Byron Young. Man, yeah, moving. Runs a little stiff, but. I mean, he's a defensive end. Hey. He's chiseled, too. Hey. Worked on his body, you can tell. Hey. Knock it off. Quit hate. 
No, I'm proud of him. Man, where he came from. Runs, runs a little stiff. He might have found himself in the first round. The guy was a manager at a Dollar General. It's insane. I love it. It's like the best story. I mean. That really no one talks about that much. Yeah, they definitely don't beat us over the head with it on CBS like they do with all the other crap we get from, you know, Alabama and Georgia. Yeah, he might. Uh, he was in a first round of like one I mean, mock we could find right before, and now it might be might be more of a consensus thing. Yeah, I mean, he was projected second. The only problem is there's so many good edge guys. Like, freaking, did you see what Nolan Smith ran? Yeah, he was already. No, what he, he run? Like a top 10 guy. He was even, even faster. He ran like a four four three. Yeah, he was only faster. Yeah, that's in- insane. These guys were that big. No, no, I did. Wait, he ran a what? Or what did Young run? Four four three. Oh, I think then he must Smith run four four one then. Four three nine. Maybe that was it. Yeah. What? I think him and. Yeah, I had it up a second ago. I think he was. Like, he is was the timer right. is the timer off? Because that just doesn't seem possible. A four three nine. At well, D at linebacker. How big is he? He's. Nolan Smith. Taller though than. That doesn't no. Come on. Just makes no sense, right? Four three nine. Well, he didn't play against us. Nolan yeah. Smith. Wasn't he was hurt he all the end of the season. He didn't play the. They won the national championship without him. Yeah, Crazy dude. All right, Jaylen he Carter is killed us. officially like you know combine weights. I think so. Two, six two two thirty eight. So he's yeah he's because Byron Young was what six three two four three nine. There's no way four three nine, and he verticaled forty one and a half inches. <laughs> oh. Byron was 38. Still, yeah, to so get good. 250 up in here like that. Jeez. Mm-hmm. All right, final segment: predictions and picks for Tennessee Auburn, the final regular season basketball game of the season. It's Bruce Pearl. It's Rick Barnes in the jungle. Was it 2 o'clock? Yeah, 2 Tomorrow? o'clock on yes. ESPN, right? What? You're tweaking. Look at you. I haven't had, do this. No, you haven't had bread in that long, dude, and you're just over there. Dude, it is crazy how good I yeah, feel. Yeah, I know. Here's you. How good I feel. Here's you. Right I'm not now. even kidding. How good you feel? Yes. I, mean, I have so much more energy. For it's not nuts. eating bread? I mean, well, I mean, I'm and not eating things. anything bad, really. Or those things at Taco Bell. It's nuts. Yeah, did you try the Cinnabon Delights yet? No. <laughs> Charlie, what is that? It's a great smoothie king. Oh, it's a sounds great. Oh god, it looks so. It's good. a great day for a nap, Chris. You go get you a twelve Angel pack. Angel food. You go get you some Taco Bell, twelve pack of Cinnabon Delights, and just curl up and let the winds. He out, also buddy. said he was trying Freddy's. Yesterday, but he never no, did. I did not. No, 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 no. No, I had him convinced. He I was said going. I might. I said I had to go and run some errands. I did not say I'm going to Freddy's. You're, s- you're starting. It sounds like you're starting to come down with something too. You need to rest up. I'm so. not coming down with something. I got a fan last night. Uh, I hadn't had one in a while. Up too late. You, know. you getting ready for all that wind today? <laughs> yeah, I was preparing myself. <laughs> Bought a little side fan for the bed. I'm telling you, Taco Bell. Just get get a big Stop. old Taco Bell order. 12-pack of cinnamon delights. It actually might cure this headache. Nap. Nap up. Rest up. You got a big weekend, man. We got basketball, baseball. I am aware. Tournament time. 
baseball. I am aware. Game tonight. It's a big weekend. Huge. Huge. It's the biggest. Any big weekend plans, boys? We're supposed to have softball practice on Saturday, first one. Very important. I don't know about this yeah. weather. Might be cages only. I'm going fishing. Yeah? Mm. Today? Tomorrow. In your sailboat? <laughs> well, good luck, Chris. When, is this weather getting out of here? Like, tomorrow's not going to be bad, is it? No, it's tomorrow looks cooler, okay. right? Uh, not to, not the weekend's supposed to be beautiful. Cooler starting like Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like back in the 30s, cool. Well, low of 37, not ah, too so bad. Friday, which as far as this particular graphic goes out that I have, is a high 50, low 31. So still not too bad. I actually get, I, I'm colder in the mornings when it's in like the mid 50s. I came in here this morning and it was 8 degrees and. It was, not, it was not 8 degrees. Well, that's what it felt like, Chris. Yeah, tomorrow it says wind 3 miles an hour. So, Are there any that's other good. big college games this weekend? Uh, Wants you to follow the boat, Chris. Yeah. Texas, Kansas, right? Yeah, a bunch of big ones. Kansas already wrapped up the Big 12, right? Regular season, I think. Uh, there's UCLA and Arizona? Bums. Arizona, maybe. 10 o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow, 10, 10 o'clock. Ooh. What? Uh, I'll 10 probably watch Saturday. that one. Iowa State, Baylor. Al- Alabama, yeah, the a- bounce back game for Iowa State. Alabama A and M's at noon. Yeah, Iowa State Baylor's at noon. Um, Kansas State plays West Virginia at two. Tennessee Auburn at two. Uh, Louisville Virginia at two. Kentucky Arkansas at two. Kansas Texas at four. Uh, Pitt and Miami both top twenty five teams. It's now. a big game for Pitt if they want to sneak in the tournament. They're ranked twenty fifth. They're fourteen and five. They just lost twenty one and nine. Okay. That would be crazy if a top 25 team, even if yeah. they're falling out, misses the tournament. Yeah. They're, I, they're in. I think they're back on the bubble, kind of. Okay. If they lose tomorrow. Gotcha. And Arizona-UCLA, that's a huge game. 10 o'clock, that's number eight versus number four. So, Yeah, that's the game of the day. And then uh, Houston plays Memphis on Sunday at noon. Yes, I do. Jeez, tickets for Texas-Kansas. Low is 225. Hmm. Yikes. That's rough. Uh, last night Arizona beat USC, Purdue beat Wisconsin, UCLA beat Arizona State, and Houston beat Wichita State. Well, I guess we're gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, do you have a game pick? Anyone? I'm gonna go Tennessee sixty-nine, Auburn sixty-seven. Nice. I think the only thing that. It's been worse than Tennessee late in games. It's been Auburn. So, Katie Johnson <laughs> takes a really good point. Really bad shots late. Wendell Green gets a shot blocked by Olivier Kamwa to seal it. And uh, Santiago Vescovi's clutch from the line. Very specific. Yeah, like, geez, what? Vescovi's going to be running the point most of the day, you think? Mm-hmm. Or just going to be by committee? I think Vescovy, he might get B.J. Edwards for a minute and ten seconds. The first half only, <laughs> of course. 67-60 is my prediction. I don't have the exact way the end of the game is going to go. Okay. Which, Sounds pretty it's like when people predict games to go to overtime. It's like, what do you, like, what do you, why? why? Mm-hmm. How would, like, what are the odds? Uh, but I will, the lady but I will predict. Kentucky, right? Kentucky. What, what does that matter? Second year in a row, they're playing Just Kentucky in their first game in the tournament. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The SEC women's tournament is in Greenville, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Talk about a home court advantage. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they could play that anywhere, though. I mean, Columbia, a to, bit. Columbia to Greenville is what, hour and a half? I mean, it's nothing. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, well, Maybe I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Tennessee, 10. What? Gonzaga, 2. It would be like the SEC tournament being played in Chattanooga, and Tennessee is the number one team in the country and just killing everybody. It's going to be a lot it's of orange. Nashville. Give me a lot of orange. Well, yeah, yeah Nashville, but yeah. Seventy four sixty six. Tennessee beats Bruce Pearl. Auburn. They beat. They beat Auburn. But Pearl, you know, that's most important. Mm. Uh, Sixty four fifty seven. Tennessee. I like that score too. Auburn wins if. Uh, uh Katie Green jo- just K- gets hot. I was gonna say Katie Johnson, but does Bruce Pearl pull out all his old press stuff? I sure would. Yeah, I'd I'd press this until oh, putting Mayshack on Tennessee wins if uh, we don't do something stupid. Just make a few shots. Yeah, Mayshack will take uh, Wendell Green, and then uh, I, I mean now that we have Phillips back, I don't think that's as big a problem. You know, yeah. Phillips and Josiah. It'd been a big problem if Zakai had gone down and those guys still weren't back. Then our matchups so would be Josiah horrific. Josiah will just step into the starting lineup. Yeah, Josiah can take one of their wing guys, 6'8", six, 6'6", six, six guys. Williams, Flanagan. Phillips can take the other. Mayshack can take the whichever the who's running the point for them. I think we'll be all right. Oh, we'll be all right. I'd well, like to see us play more zone with that length. Might do it, actually. I mean, they can't shoot, so why not? Yeah. Or, I mean, I guess they can. They don't. Right. They don't take a lot of threes. Well, we will break it all down for you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone, and keep it locked in for the Blitz right here on Fan Run Radio. Blitz!